Good morning. Welcome to Win the Day. We're going to be talking about worry, right? I'm going to be sharing a traumatic experience, and I do know how to to um, exaggerate, but this was actually decently traumatic that my family had to experience just recently, this past weekend. And it just opened my eyes and gave me different perspective on worrying. So for any of you that deal with a lot of worry, um, I know I deal with it a lot with my clients. And so because I'm the business coach, I feel like, oh, I got this under control. But the truth is we all go through it. We all have to deal with trauma happening to us. Um, Life goes on, right? Life happens to all of us and there's no preventing that. So what I'm sharing today is kind of how we managed, how we got through it, and what is the real point of worrying? Um, Because this weekend for sure highlighted why a lot of people worry and why others are able to just move forward in their life and really leave worry behind. So I hope that you're going to hear this and get some tips on how you can move forward with less worry, less fear, stress, all of those things in your life. One, because I want you to follow your purpose and to build that business and to do the things that you said you want to do. But two, worry is just so debilitating that I really want all of us to push past and to resolve differently. So I get it (laughs) because worry isn't just a completely negative thing, right? Worry is what happens to us when we are trying to analyze what we should or should not do. So it's a natural instinct. Most of us are going to do it. By definition, worry means that, or worry refers to your thoughts, your images, your emotions, your actions of a negative nature right? So it's usually more repetitive, uncontrollable, um, that you are just kind of anticipating the result of something. So you become proactive in your cognitive risk analysis, right? That's the part that makes sense. You should consider the things you do. You should do risk analysis in your life, but it's the fact that you're doing it uncontrollable and in such a repetitive way, right? And you're doing this so that you can avoid or solve anticipated potential threats and potential consequences, right? So if you're spending all of your time being consumed with what could happen, guess what? It doesn't prevent... anything from happening. That's the crazy part. Like I currently have friends who have relatives who are literally like very sick on their deathbed and they can spend all their time worrying about them because this thing, you know, this person's life is right in front of them. And it's something that they're watching in their kind of words and thoughts slip away. And so they're worried about that. They're worried about what the future is going to be without this person. However, their worrying doesn't prevent anything from happening. 
right? Worry is basically another form of fear, just like procrastination, overthinking, playing safe, staying in your comfort zone. All of that is the same because what it does is you are trying to prevent something from happening. Therefore, you stay stuck in what I'm going to call stage one versus progressing through because for you, you've done your risk analysis and decided I could lose a lot. You know, especially as I coach people in business, they often tell me the things that could happen if they follow this plan or if they invest this amount of money or if they take too many appointments. And especially because I work with a lot of women, they'd start doing the risk analysis of not just them and not just the things that they can lose, but what are their kids also losing subsequently because mom is here investing in her business? What is her marriage losing because she's here building an empire or stepping out and doing something different, right? She's disrupting the comfort zone that her family has found and the role that she plays in basically keeping the risks down. She understands how to manage her life just the way it is. So even though a lot of you have ideas of what you want to do and how you want to grow businesses that you want to start, you don't allow yourself the opportunity to do it because you spend all of your time worrying, right? You analyze what could happen and avoid that awful thing. But here's what I'm going to tell you. The more that you do that, you're really just missing the beauty of the possibilities of what could be. You as I've mentioned before, you can't avoid the trauma that's going to happen in your life. We are going to experience the loss of loved ones. We are going to experience traumatic things happening to us, to our children, our relationships, our marriages will go through things. And you playing small, you procrastinating, you worrying, you overanalyzing every possible and potential risk and consequence does not prevent life from happening. It is still going to happen. Your worry just leaves you in a place of playing small, never really seeing what the possibilities are like, and never experiencing life to its fullest degree, right? You're in a place where you're not going to start that business. You're not going to do these other things because what if you lose the money? What if you spend too much time? What if your kids start doing crazy stuff because you're not there? What if, what if, what if, right? Here's the secret. As I said, you're not going to avoid the trauma. It doesn't matter even how spiritual you are. It is a part of life, okay? If you're a Christian, then you believe that God did not give us fear, but he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. I love that scripture, primarily because when I feel 
fearful or nervous or that I'm procrastinating or overthinking, I go back to God gave me power, love, and a sound mind, right? And I hone in on the power and the sound mind because I can easily tell that I'm not thinking clearly. I'm worrying. I am not paying attention to what could be, what I could be doing and investing in, how I could be growing. I'm focused on the risk and the potential of consequences, right? And so that is really stealing my life from me. Worry is stealing your life from you. Worry is stealing all the opportunities that you're too afraid to take advantage of, right? And the other side is he gives us this power, this sound mind, not because we will never have to use it, but because there's an actual enemy that is out to steal, kill, and destroy from you. Then there's just the fact that you're a human. You exist in a human body. You have to live on this earth with other people who have free will, make decisions, and sometimes their decisions affect you in a negative way. However, just like most of us can resolve to say, yes, I was in one bad relationship. That doesn't mean every single person I meet is going to be terrible. We understand that logically, but some of us totally hide behind the very thing that we want in our life. I deal with a lot of women business owners. Some of them who are single, they desire to be married. They desire to have a family, but they retell the story of the bad date or the guy who was verbally abusive or the guy who just didn't understand how to love them appropriately and all the pain it caused them. Instead of saying, that happened to me. I understand now what I should be looking for and to avoid, but I'm going to push forward because what I want is a lot greater than the negative that could possibly happen to me again, right? And in our businesses, we do that, right? We decide to overanalyze and well, that time I invested some money and I didn't make it back. Yeah, almost every successful entrepreneur can give you tons of stories of things that didn't go right. But what we learned from that is priceless. There's so many life lessons that I've learned as I have grown as an entrepreneur. And I could have, and I absolutely did for a, a good chunk of time, stayed in a place of worrying about what is potentially going to happen instead of embracing all the things that I wanted to happen. Instead of understanding that I had power to do things and to create what I want to see in my life and that God gave me a sound mind in order to do it. So anything that's taken me off track, I should turn that back to him right? If you're being really spiritual about this, then you should absolutely resolve that worry has no place for you. But we don't do that, right? Instead of knowing how to tap into this power and using our sound mind and pushing to having that fulfillment of our purpose and building our business and just 
really enjoying life. Instead, it feels safer to play small, to be scared, to rationalize. And we stay stuck in these small places because we're trying to avoid things that could potentially happen. So the biggest point that I want you guys to get from me today is you're not going to avoid the things from happening. And I really, really want you to embrace your life. I really want you to let go of worry. I absolutely know and just had a firsthand experience this past weekend of how life happens. It feels like everything changed in a moment's time and you're in this whole new space that you never wanted to be in and you have to deal. But here's the truth. Had I worried about that day potentially coming, I possibly could have avoided that day from coming. However, there's so much good that comes out of the story that why would I have avoided the possible challenges of life just and then also not have a life, right? That's the thing that you're trading. You're not really just staying safe and you're happy. Like you're not living and you're playing small. So this past weekend, oh my goodness, this weekend, and I'm like stretching <laughs> because it's still, I can still feel the angst and stress of it because we're not completely out of it yet. Um, <clears throat> so this past weekend, traumatic life event, right? And it happened to involve my son. So he plays football and he gets injured in the game. So the bad part is this is his senior year, right? So of course he wants to play. He's already lost a season last year um, and he wants to be out there. The thing that I like is my son does play football, but he is a quarterback, right? So typically your quarterback is not injured in a game. Well, this is a new coaching staff, new team, a team that really didn't get to play last year because of the global pandemic. So everybody is kind of just almost looking like they're new to playing together. And so he's out there and he gets hit several times, right? So for anybody who's a football fan, you don't want to see your quarterback get hit. Um, he's definitely more of a passing quarterback and he is running the ball. What happens when the quarterback is running the ball? Everybody wants a piece of that. So they give it to him, right? It's a contact sport. So he, I am there just freaking out <laughs> on the sidelines because I'm not used to seeing this. I'm used to him calling the play throwing the ball or passing it off, whatever it is, and he steps out. You don't hit the quarterback, right? And at this point, when he understands that he is going on to play college football, he has football offers from colleges, all of that, and he's here finishing his last year of high school sports. So what happens? He gets hit uh, multiple times. He finishes the game because what happens is he's running off adrenaline. He's not really taking into account what is going on with him. He's just 
in it to win it, right? But unfortunately, this was not just a scuff, right? This wasn't just, oh, you scraped yourself, get some ice, get a Band-Aid, let's wipe this up and keep it moving. But we didn't know that at the time. We thought it was just a scuff, right? So we thought it was just a bruise. Like, you bruised yourself. Okay, how are you feeling? What's going on? We analyze in the moment and continue to proceed with our evening. It was late. We went to get food. We go home. The next day, he's doing team activities with the football team. They go to an NFL game, a preseason NFL game, and all is great, right? Except the next day, which for us was Sunday, he decides, you know, I really should go to the doctor. And we're like, fine. We look it up. They're open. They opened at 8 a.m. We're going to go to urgent care. And it's about 8 a.m. when we're having this conversation. So he gets there about 9, 9.30 at the latest. So we go from he's bruised, probably needs to get this looked at because it's still bothering him. And we want to make sure he's okay before he goes into another week of playing. And when the very first doctor looked at him, he said, um, yeah, you're going to go to the ER. I'm going to send you to this specialty hospital that's about 45 minutes away from here in the next larger city, which for us is Baltimore. He had to go further north. He sends my son to the ER telling him to anticipate surgery. And if he's not getting this immediate surgery, that he could risk losing his arm. What? <laughs> like, what in the world are you talking about? At worst, this was supposed to be like a broken bone, which you get a cast for. And a senior in high school doesn't want to wear a cast. They want to be on the football field. So we figured that was the worst case scenario, not immediate surgery. Like, what are you talking about? So my husband is with my son. He sends me a text, get dressed. You're probably going to have to meet us at the hospital. And I'm like, what in the world? So they get to the ER. Dr. One, yes. You need the surgery right away. Doctor one orders that they start prepping him for surgery. Doctor two comes in because we're at a specialty hospital. So these people are like, they know their stuff and they are specialists in arms and hands, right? And that's where he's having the pain. So doctor number two comes in. Yep, this is what it is. You need surgery immediately. So now he's like totally just ready to be wheeled into surgery. This isn't just prep and get you, you know, settled for a surgery that's going to happen in a few hours. This is once doctor number three comes in and says, yes, you are going into the operating room. From a bruise, you guys, like we thought this was a bruise, right? So now he is prepped for surgery. My child is scared. My husband, like they're freaking out. They were just going to go to eat the urgent care and get an x-ray, right? That was it. And by the way, he didn't have a broken bone. So Dr. Three, they're waiting for him. He finally comes. And Dr. Three, Dr. Number Three says, no surgery. So because they're split, they're all specialists in their own right, they confer and they tell my son, we 
we're going to make a firm decision for you in the next 30 to 40 minutes. So we're going to give you like that chunk of time, but because of how sensitive this is and how many hours ago you were injured, you need to have this right away. We would normally have done this within 12 hours of the injury. So you can imagine, right? This is my child. He has a college football career ahead of him. And this is a preseason scrimmage. So to say the least, I'm pissed, I'm scared, I'm all the things worried is one, fearful is another, and just, oh my gosh. But outside of the sport, you're thinking, what is his quality of life going to be like if he like loses his arm or loses feeling in his arm? Like all of those thoughts are there. And after they confer, they realize because of the amount of time that has passed since the injury, it absolutely does not fit what they said is the reason for needing the emergency surgery. He's already out of that window. Remember I said normally they would do the surgery right away after the injury because of the symptoms. Well, his symptoms came on within about a two-day time frame, not six hours. So they decide they do not need surgery. Doctor number three is correct. They, I mean, they are going in. So they tell us this within the 30 minutes as promised. And now they decide because we were undecided, we're going to keep you overnight and just watch you. So then they go back and they analyze and they're looking at all the x-rays and all the possibilities and what's really happening. And they're doing all these different tests with him. And they realize he's actually not regressing. He's actually getting better, which is definitely not a sign. And guess what? This was this is likely a really terrible bruise, um, possibly like something with his muscles. And they decide that he can actually go home. It's not as bad as they thought. He did not end up with surgery and he can go home. And the crazy part is the next day was his birthday. So he would have woken up a few hours before that. We were thinking he's going to wake up in the hospital on his birthday after having surgery. And we have no idea anything about this surgery. What's the recovery? Nothing, right? So here's the reality. I could not have avoided that situation. And the only way that I could have avoided that situation is to not allow my son to play football, right? However, he has played football since he was five years old. He played contact football since he was five years old. He is 17 years old. So you're telling me that to prevent what turned out to not be the worst case scenario, and let's say he did have to have surgery. We would have traded 12 years of his life playing a sport that he loves for the ability to say he was never injured and never had to have surgery, right? What he did gain in this process was he won a lot of championships. He literally was on a team that had a tear. Every single year, they won everything, all the trophies went to Florida, played in, in the, in the um, national games, won national titles, or came really close, got to go to Disney, 
He went up to Canton, Ohio, played games at the Hall of Fame. He's been to the um, NFL Hall of Fame several times. He has bonded with tons of teammates. He does. He's my only son. So this was like where he had the outlet to be with guys and to have brotherhood, right, in his life. So I could have been a paranoid mom stuck in my fear and decided when he was young, no way, I'm not letting my son play football. Do you know how dangerous that is? Instead, we let him play. He has enjoyed it. He loves it. He's anticipating playing college football. And we have had other injuries. We have had times where he scraped and scratched and missed a game and all those things. But in the grander scheme, there has been so much that has come out of this that's positive that I can't imagine sitting in fear and worry all those years and not allowing him to have that experience, right? So how does this relate to you? I've shared my story. Literally, I need to stop sharing it before y'all also see me cry or get emotional. Um, but how does this relate to you? Sometimes the worst things are going to happen, right? Clearly, I didn't even think that emergency surgery was a thing. I thought he could have possibly broke a bone and then here we are jeopardizing his college football career. But I never anticipated that. And it did take us a few days to get over it because that was Sunday. That was all day Sunday. I mean, literally, I don't think I ate that day. Actually, I ate, but I was just so nervous at aches. And then the next day we slept in. It was crazy. I just couldn't even get myself together. And Tuesday was like, okay, life has to go on. I'm not even sure what I'm doing. I'm concerned about my child still, and but he's getting better. Here's the point. But here's the point. You're going to experience the trauma. There's nothing you can do about that. And Life goes on. At this point, my son is like excited to go to school. <laughs> he is ready to go take team photos. He got his hair cut. He's, I mean, he's still being a 17 year old. Despite that his hand is in some pain and he might miss one game. They're predicting only one game. Out of all of that that we experienced, he's going to miss one game. But I could have worried and prevented all of this by never allowing him to play the sport. Instead, when that traumatic, crazy life event happened, it's only going to prevent him from playing in one game. So here's what I'm telling you. Build the life that you want. When, when trauma comes, when you're worried, when scary things happen, guess what? You're going to figure it out. You're going to get through it. And in the grander scheme of things, it might knock you off course for a very short time. But all the things that you can gain are absolutely worth it. It's worth it, you guys. It's worth it to invest in your business. It's worth it to invest in yourself. Your kids aren't going to die if you build a business. Your relationship is not going to fall apart. You have to learn how to balance. And will things get tough sometimes? Yes, it will. Will you have 
the normal losses of life? Yes. Like losing loved ones is always traumatic. Having injury, always traumatic. Losing money, always traumatic. Failed business plans, always like heartbreaking. But guess what? Think of all that you gain by going after your dreams. Think of all the people, like for me, as a business coach, I have now coached lots of people. So what if I kept staying small? There are other businesses that wouldn't exist the way that they do now because I wasn't willing to go all in on myself and my business. If I had stayed worried about how my kids were going to fare without me or what this meant to my marriage, instead, it really has caused me to respect my time to get things done. When I spend time with my kids, it's meaningful. When I spend time with my husband, it's meaningful. And I still run my business. So that's what I want to leave you guys with is that worry is actually just stealing your life. You're not preventing anything from happening. You may be preventing some things, but you're absolutely also preventing you from having a life. And I just pray that you're willing to push through to have the life, to build the business, to live on purpose, to live intentionally, even if that for you comes with some risk. I want you to analyze and decide and conclude that even when the craziness of life happens, that you can get through it, right? You have power and a sound mind. You have the tools in order to get through it. So Thank you guys for joining me for this win the day. I'd love for you to share something that you pushed through that you thought was going to be hard for you, but you were able to get through it anyway. Um, not that I wish negative on anyone, but we all go through it. And I just don't want that to be the reason why you don't live the life that you've dreamed of, the life that God purposed for you to live especially when it comes to you building a business, I want you to go all in, build it, do the things that you want to do. It's totally, totally worth it. Thank you guys for joining me for this win the day. I am Tanika D'Souza, the 100K Challenge Chick. You can find this um, as a podcast under my name, 100K. So that's the number 100K Challenge Chick. And that podcast is available anywhere that you listen. And then I am also on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys for joining me and I will see you soon. And you're not going to worry. You're going to live your best life. And when the realities of life aren't so great, you're going to deal with it. It's going to set you back a day or two, but you will get through it. Y'all have a great day. Bye.